Humakyanatimirandasya Gyananjana Salakaya Chakshurumiritam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Vande Shri Krishna Chaitanya Nityananda Sohadito Gorodai Pushpavanto Chitrosanda Dhamonuno He Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandhu Jagatpate Gopisha Gopika Gandharadha Gandhanamostute Tapta Ganchanu Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavanishwari Prashabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Haripriye Shri Guri Vashna Gurpan Paraki Jai Shri Chaitanya Shastamrit Ki Jai So as I mentioned to you, I wanted to discuss from the Shikshastakam, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And um, these eight verses of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu are discussed in Chaitanya Charitamrita. In fact, the last chapter is dedicated to those prayers. The last chapter of the third book, Lila. These prayers are written in uh, in Sanskrit, and this is probably the only place in the writings of the Goswamis that they appear in in uh, in order from one through eight in somewhat of an organized fashion. And here in Chaitanya Charitamrita, they're depicted as having been spoken by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu himself. Uh, to his devotees and to his intimate devotees through Damodar Goswami and Rai Ramananda. And over centuries then, um, perhaps many devotees have written about them or commented upon them in our particular lineage. Thakur Bhakti Vinod gave a unique commentary on them and it was followed by a commentary Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur's Bhaktisiddhanta Goswami Maharaj in that same lineage um, gave a spoken kind of impromptu, as he called it, from my heart commentary on uh, on these prayers as well, recorded in the book uh, of his recorded talks entitled The Golden Volcano of Divine Love. So, um, my uh, talks will be drawn from those and um, inspiration derived from those talks and uh, and writings. <clears throat> we don't know of anything else that was that it is uh, universally agreed upon that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu wrote. Some people say he wrote a commentary on the Bhagavad Gita and a copy of that is kept somewhere in in Bengal, I think. But again, not everybody agrees that this is the case. And um, rather, it's a small sector of people, those who have the book and and uh, for whom it is a, is a cause of pilgrims and income, make that claim, so it's doubtful. Um, he brought two books from South India, it is said, Chaitanya Charitamrita, the fifth chapter of the Brahma Samhita, 
that contains all the tattva, siddhanta, devotional conclusions of his teaching. Another book, Krishna Karnamrita, which is um, expresses the, the bhava, the sentiment, the highest ideal of sentiment embodied in Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He brought these two books from South India. As some people say he wrote the fifth chapter of the Chaita, of the Brahma Samhita in uh, an effort to dismiss it, but of course that hardly dismisses it for us. And neither is it likely that he would have written that or had the time to. So, as I say, universally it's accepted that he wrote these eight prayers. Here in Chaitanya Charitamrita, they're coming for the first time and only time in the Goswami's writings in an, in, that I know of in, an, in order, and they're uh, described as having been spoken by the Lord to his intimate devotees with whom he's, by whom he's surrounded at this time. This is the Antilila, and even in the very beginning of Antilila, it's indicated that at this time Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has begun to turn inward. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's uh, Leela is very secret. It's um, perhaps more secret than, um, than Krishna's Raj Leela. Even Radharani was surprised to find out about it. It's mentioned by uh, perhaps Vishwanath Chakrabhati Thakur in a book entitled Prema Samput. She had a dream, and in the dream she saw a golden figure and found herself attracted. Now, Radha, of course, is not attracted to anyone but Krishna, so she felt a little uncomfortable with this. And she woke from the dream, and Krishna came and saw her condition, and she explained the dream to him, and some discussion was there, and then she said, Now I understand. Tattvamasi. Tattvamasi. Tattvamasi is, of course, a famous uh, uh, aphorism of the Upanishads, very f- popular with the impersonalists. And it was the sannyas mantra received by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from his guru, Keshav Bharat, who hailed from the uh, Shankar lineage. Of course, before receiving this Mahabhakya, supreme sound from his guru, he had a question about the mantra, which he posed before his guru, asking him if this was the mantra and this was the meaning. And in that moment, his question about the meaning, he translated the mantra to say, rather than uh, what... uh, Thou art that, to thou art thine, or I am his, you are his, something like that, rather than you are that, you are his in a devotional way. And you should know, this is but one example of how the Godi of Vaishnavas will understand all such uh, statements that are uh, construed otherwise to indicate oneness between Jiva and Brahman by the Gyanis, and uh, impersonalists. So Kakeshav Bharti liked that very much. He lit up like a light bulb inside and said, yes, that's the meaning, a new meaning. And then he gave the mantra to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this um, Tattvamasi, Radha, 
uttered, she said, Oh, now I understand. You are that. That golden one I saw in my dream. That is you. And that is you in sen- taking sannyas and delivering the fallen souls of Kali Yuga. So, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela, the point is, is very secret. It's um, said to be the means by which we can enter into the secret of Krishna Leela, but it's found its origins deep in the deepest, most uh, introspective moments of Bhagawan. Uh, I like to say, suffering from an existential crisis, Sri Krishna, who is the supreme enjoyer, Rasaraj, seeing the, the measure of Radha's love, had an existential crisis. Am I really the king of love? Her love is something that I have no uh, experience of. So, questioning his own self. This is in the midst of the consummation of the love of Radha and Krishna, the, the zenith of Srimad Bhagavatam, of the love story of, of God that uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has this eternal beginning in that questioning of, of Bhagavan Krishna, of Radha's love and his own capacity to taste love. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is, is born, so to speak. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna trying to taste the love of Radha. And this is um, a very, of course, interesting point and in doing so, in trying to taste the love of Radha, this love overflows to everyone in Kali Yuga, and people have the chance to understand what is Krishna Lila, which is otherwise difficult to understand. So while Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Lila is very secret and hidden, it comes outside and it reveals the hidden Lila of Krishna, the Braj Lila, the hidden significance of that. What is its importance? And it uh, it speaks to us about its own hidden and wonderful nature. It uh, was enacted, is enacted, Chaitanya Lila, in order to facilitate that which Krishna came to experience on earth when he brought his Brajalila here, which he was unable to, the fullness of love. It is said that Mahavishnu expands the world <laughs> and uh, out of joy, out of happiness, the one uh, became many. And the many, of course, is us. The one becomes many. And he, although aloof from the Maya Shakti, has some relationship with Maya, nonetheless. This is one of the reasons that uh, Krishna Kaviraj Goswami has cited for establishing his premise, which is the essence of the tattva of this book of Chaitanya Charitamrita, that Krishna is the Supreme God and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is that Swayam Bhagavan. This is one of the evidences when he says there are the different Purushas, Narayan and the various Purushas, three Purushas, Mahavishnu, Abhidaksha Vishnu, Shridaksha Vishnu, they all have some relationship with Maya. But Krishna is Turiya. And in a different 
position altogether, fourth position. He has no relationship with the world. So the relationship with Maya that the Purusha avatars have is uh, not one by which, in a sense, they become contaminated, like our relationship with Maya. But nonetheless, as our relationship with Maya uh, is problematic, creates a problem, so does um, Vishnu's relationship with Maya, which, which subsequently is our relationship with Maya. In other words, desiring to, for his own joy to become many, the one did so, and glancing on Maya Shakti, the world comes into being by his glance. Now, you don't necessarily go somewhere if you glance there. But then again, it's said that if a man looks at a woman, then with the wrong intention, I think it's in the Bible, although I never read the Bible, but I've been told, if a man looks at a woman, then he goes there. Do you understand? If a man, he's implicated by casting his consciousness there through his glancing. So Vishnu casts his glance upon Maya, his consciousness, that's all the jivas, and by that he goes there. And that's a problem. Just as if a man glances on a woman or a woman glances on a man, then that can be a problem. The problem, that's life then. It looks like the solution is often, or the, the problem. And then there are children, and you have to raise them, and you have to be busy with so many things. This is the idea. No time to be yourself. <laughs> to know what you are. So Vishnu glances upon Maya, and a problem is created. And so to solve the problem, then he comes to the world again and again through different avatars to deliver the, the jivas from the problem that's been created by his glancing, casting his glance of consciousness, which is them, upon Maya. And so many avatars come and they try to uh, make a solution. But the Ram avatar, his appearance is very extraordinary. Here we have, we are seated before Sadbuj Gaur. He has the the arms of Ram, too. The arms of Krishna, too. And the arms of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, too. Bearing the uh, bow and arrow, and two hands on the flute, and the sannyasa, danda, and kamandalu, the uh, water pot. Traditionally, the sannyasis would carry. So, uh, these three are very special. Ram came, he's human-like, and he he really gave a a comprehensive solution to the problem created by Vishnu. He gives a mariada, Vaidhi uh, Bhakti, very nicely, the importance of duty. And uh, he demonstrated himself that all could be sacrificed for the sake of Dharma. So he shows a very religious life that is nonetheless a life of, of devotion. So a religious, a, a devotional life with a religious underpinning, if you will. A spiritual life with a religious and moral underpinning. And so he really gave a solution to the whole of, of the, the plight of the jivas, more so than any avatar. He's a Sadaishvarya, 
descend to the Lord, full of all six opulences. Who could not be attracted to him? But Krishna, <clears throat> on the other hand, he had uh, no reason to come to the world, really, for for its 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 uh, deliverance. He's lost in his own Brajalila, but he came to the material world nonetheless, because in his Brajalila, which is human-like, he reasoned, oh, the human society is a more uh, appropriate place to pursue love. Love is a is the bewildering condition that humans are most um, under the influence of. The, the love of human beings in human society is very similar to Krishna's love with Radha and his devotees. In fact, it's been mentioned, the similarity uh, in, in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Both, is about, both are about sense gratification. What is it? Kamasya, Nindriya, Vancha. The desire to satisfy the senses that is calm. And Krishnendriya Vancha, the desire to satisfy the senses of Krishna that is Prem, that is love. So they look very similar. So Krishna saw the humans, he thought, oh, they're, they're not, they know how to do this. So let me go there to human society. His lila is called Devalila in the spiritual sky. And in human society, it's called Naralila. I've given an example before that if we film a movie on location, it is said to have to be an added extra feature. In fact, they often put in the, in the, in the advertisements for such a movie, build, uh, filmed on location, rather than in Hollywood. So the Golokalila is like Hollywood, and props are created and, and so forth. But here on Earth, it's all played out. There, the demons are only rumors. And devotees feel sentiments of fearfulness and anxiety. Here they actually exist. They actually make their appearance. Putana, Baka, Agva, Kangsa, and all. And, and, and love is, you know, makes the world, human society, go around. They're writing novels about it. Everyone's falling for it again and again and again. So, in the midst of his Leela, trying to express himself as the counselor of love, the king of the country of love. He thought, let me go to human society and uh, perhaps I can taste that much more. Not so much with the idea of delivering the world and, and so forth, at least not within the Brajlila, which is uh, the, the Lila of Swami Bhagavan Krishna himself. Yes, he spoke in Kurukshetra, the uh, Bhagavad Gita, Upanishadic wisdom, and so forth, for the deliverance of human society. But uh, we find that even people who study his sacred conversation in Bhagavad Gita are nonetheless uh, often bewildered by his Brajlila. And and uh, so, as uh, as much of a solution as Krishna brought about material existence as a byproduct of his descent, a byproduct being establishing Dharma, he also created a problem by fully expressing his Brajalila and boiling people. What, what is this? The God with somebody else's wife? And, uh, it's difficult to understand Krishna Lila. So there was a practical necessity for the encore appearance 
of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. He's everything that Ram was morally, as a paka, perfect sannyasi. As we heard, he would not take the scented oil offered by Jagarananda Pandit or the soft bed uh, as a sannyasi, taking a very austere position and uh, very strict he was in his adherence, such that even senior and uh, very sober sannyasis like the great Paramananda Puri and Brahmananda Bharati and so forth, they were almost afraid of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's renunciation. So he very lived a very, very moral life like Ram, yet he was preoccupied, especially in his the later part of his Leela, which we're discussing here, with the gopis' love for Krishna. And therefore, if we put the two things together, he's making sense out of Krishna Leela and showing that actually the approach to that, proper understanding of that, um, also involves a moral um, foundation. Therefore, again, as we said this morning, we should go to Krishna Leela through Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Leela. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, as much as Ram, and more, as much as Krishna, and more because he explains Krishna Lila, makes sense out of it for us, has uh, brought about a solution to the problem created by Mahavishnu's glancing for all time. And the means by which he has done so is this Krishna Sankirtan. That he's now, interestingly enough, as he turns more and more inward, he speaks to Rai Ramananda and Damodar Swarup about. You follow the implication of this. He's now his Leela begins in Navadvipa. It's a very secret Leela, but it's descended on earth. And big religious people in all sampradayas, they know nothing about it. He himself comes to explain it. And uh, along with his own devotees from the Braj Leela. Now, in the wake of their appearance and explanations and their devotion, we have so many references to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which otherwise were never understood by religious uh, and people and transcendentalists throughout the world. <coughs> so it's secret and very special. His Leela begins in Navadweep, and there, even overtly speaking, it begins with him apparently not a devotee, acting as a, as a, as a, as a non-devotee. Gradually, of course, he becomes a devotee. But what happens when he becomes a devotee? He uh, performs kirtan in the house of Sri Thakur and doesn't let anybody in except his devotees. So it's not immediately about giving out the secrets of his leela, and, which are the secrets of Krishna leela and more. Anywhere and everywhere. The more of Chaitanya Lila from Krishna Lila is what? Is that which Krishna could not taste, even in our Lila, even in his Lila on earth. He could not taste. He saw the limits of his Lila. So Gaur Lila came to facilitate further his pursuit of, of, of love. So again, it's a special thing, secret thing. Some people, it is said, sat outside the house of Srivas and wanted to enter but knew they were unqualified. 
and their desire to, be, to participate in that caused Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to come out. And Hariharai Namakrishna Yadavaya to distribute uh, those secrets through Namsan Kirtan. So the, this is the way the Leela begins. And then it, he travels, preaches Namsan Kirtan, the doctrines of his Nam Dharma. Hmm? Mahaprabhu selected a universal principle, universal religious principle, and um, played out the full ramifications of that. The principle being that the name of God has some inherent sacredness within it. Every religious tradition accepts this. So he took that principle and made a dharma out of that, a religion out of that. We call it Nam Dharma. And traveling widely throughout India, preaching this Nam Dharma and chanting, he settled finally in Puri. And, and with the permission of Advaita, who had called him for Nam Dharma and wide distribution of, of Krishna Nam, he began to go internal and move internally to taste that which he couldn't taste in Krishna Lila. He is Krishna. He went inside him, within himself, to taste the love of Radha in his bhajan. So here he is deep in this bhajan. In fact, he's so far into the bhajan that he goes automatically into the bhajan without thinking of it. Without thinking about Krishna, without any dharna, uh, but auto, in other words, without tr- in a deliberate effort to think about Krishna, we will make a deliberate effort to think about Krishna. Hopefully, we will occasionally remember Krishna without any effort, but that is just some occasional remembrance. Oh yes, Krishna, I miss devotee. We should make a deliberate effort to remember Krishna. How often? Deyam sada, all the time. And how? Through Sankirtan, this is the whole idea, that it can be done anytime, anywhere, any place. By such Kirtan, then deliberate effort to remember, remembrance will come automatically. In later stages of bhakti, the difference between nishta, when one's devotion is fixed, and asakti, is that in nishta one does dharana, one tries to remember but cannot trace out how his mind, while trying to remember Krishna, suddenly ends up somewhere else and draws it back. And in Asakti, his mind is absorbed in Krishna. He cannot trace out how it, where his mind be, he maybe try to engage in outward external talks and cannot trace out how it, all of a sudden it turns to, to Krishna, thoughts of Krishna, just the opposite. So Mahaprabhu is like, like this and he enters into bhava, and in madness. And this is the last chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita. So again, Mahaprabhu is very internally absorbed. He's with Srup Dhamma and Roy Ramananda, who are his most intimate associates in Puri. They know his mood and they can augment it by different verses, pacify him, accent that mood, and so forth. They're like playing him like an instrument practically. They know him so well. And to them he speaks this shikshastakam. So it's uh, it's very significant. And Bhaktivinoda Thakur has said that this shikshastakam reveals the whole lila of uh, Radha Krishna. 
Why and how? Because it reveals the the spiritual practice, the bhajan by which that will be revealed. He's given some order to it, uh, a way of understanding it as a uh, in developmental stages of bhajan. In fact, he has spoken of this shikshastakam in relation to Rupa Goswami's two verses in Bhaktira Samhita Sindhu where he describes the um, stages of bhakti from shraddha to prema. And um, as far as I've seen it, it's a novel explanation of the, of the shikshastakam. So, um, these, um, this uh, Sankirtan, advocated by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, see, this teaching of this is coming out at, at a very advanced stage of his, his own uh, spiritual life. So, something to pay attention to. Overflowing of his own uh, ecstasy and, and compassion for the fallen souls. Harse Prabhu Kahen Shuna Sarup Pram Rai Namsan Kitan Kalu Parama Upai. In great joy, Mahaprabhu said, Madhir Sarup Ramanda, Rai Ramananda, know from me that chanting the holy name is the most uh, feasible means for salvation in Kali Yuga. This is everything, Krishna Sankirtan, and it's augmented, supplemented by other things in our uh, sampradaya and discipline. This is the main thing. Krishna Nam, Krishna Mantra, and uh, Lila Smarnam, these type of things which are important to us, they are supplementary to this Nam Sankirtan. <clears throat> so he's emphasized this. He says, Sankirtan Yajni Kalo Krishna Aradhan Sita Sumedha Pai Krishna Charan. This is a really um, a Bengali verse that um, describes um, a very important Pramana verse for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Bhagavatam, which will come next. He says, In the age of Kali, the process of worshipping Krishna is to perform sacrifice by chanting the holy name of the Lord. One who does, does so is certainly very intelligent, attains the shelter of the lotus feet of Krishna. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, the San- Sanskrit verse from which this uh, verse of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was spoken in Bengali through the pen of Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami that follows is, in a, is from 11th Canto of Srimad Bhagavatam. Many of you may be familiar with this. Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishnam Sangopangasta Parshadam Yagnai Sankitana Prayer Yajantihi Sumeda Saha. This is the uh, one of several times in which this verse appears in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami invokes this verse in the third chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita where he explains the external reason of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's descent and he gives a commentary there on the significance of this verse. This verse also appears from the lips of um, Gopinatha Charja in an attempt to convert Sarvabhama Bhattacharya, which was only apparently unsuccessful. Actually, he, uh, 
his well-wishing Gopinath Acharya that was behind the various verses that he cited to convince the Bhattacharya of the divinity of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was the cause of the good fortune of Sarabhom Bhattacharya. It caused Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to be very affectionate towards him and convert him uh, apparently ostensibly through discussion of Vedanta. But the background of that is the well-wishing of his brother-in-law Gopinatha Charja, such as the power of uh, such devotees is the nature of affection also. If you have an affectionate relationship with someone, then the third party whom you also have affectionate relationship with, finding out about the person for whom you have affection will also have affection for that person. So if a devotee becomes affectionate uh, towards someone, then that person will get the affection of Krishna, surely. Otherwise, it's difficult to get Krishna to think about us. Imagine. <laughs> what is it said? That Lakshmi um, This is his position. What kind of people he's surrounded with, Lakshmi's, Gopis, whose love knows no comparison. So, how will he think about us? Why? We don't think about him even. He's surrounded by people who love him exclusively. Well, if somebody of spiritual standing who has some affectionate relationship with him, a devotee, a real devotee, a devotee proper, thinks about us, then his attention will go to us very quickly, very easily. So, but the charge of Savabomo heard this verse also. At that time he didn't take it seriously. But when he was actually converted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, he also cited this verse in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Mahaprabhu cites this verse to Sanatana Goswami in his teachings to him. So in several places it appears. And here now in the final chapter of Chaitanya Charitamrita, it's appearing also. Krishna Varnam Tusakrishnam Sangopangastaparshitam Yagnaisan Kitanapraya Yajantihi Sumedas. It's a Bhagavatam verse, 11th canto. Sanatan Goswami, who was the most learned of the Goswamis in Srimad Bhagavatam, he used to sit, even when he was uh, engaged in the uh, government service of the Muslims, and whatever free time he had in his house with a circle of pundits discussing Srimad Bhagavatam. He gave the first commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam, the first book of our Sampradaya, in a sense, first Goswami Grantha, scripture, Bhakti scripture, in the form of uh, Brihat Bhagavatamrita. His commentary is called, Amban Bhagavatam is called, uh, what, uh, Sajinatoshani. And, um, he is the first to comment on this verse in Bhagavatam in a way that if we hear the comment, we will think that it was not so perhaps so brilliant because it's so, oh yeah, it's just so obvious. That's what the verse means. But the brilliance of Sanatana's commentary is that no one had ever thought of it in that way before. Uh, Krishna consciousness is, is a kind of a common sense that's, that, of course, is uncommon. Peter Marsh once described it like the like the, the wisdom 
and common sense of Alexander the Great who conquered India when it was said that whoever can untie the Gordian knot, this great powerful knot, will become the conqueror of India. And so many big powerful leaders tried to untie that knot unsuccessfully. And what did Alexander do? He cut it with the sword. And everyone said, oh, I, well, I could have done that. <laughs> Anybody could have done that. But nobody did. And he became the conqueror of India. So it's a kind of a common sense that's, uh, that's uncommon. Krishna consciousness like that is very, very simple, actually. But we've become, our lives have become very complicated. So it's difficult to understand. It said, oh, what a web one weaves when at first they choose to deceive. This is material existence. It's based on a deception. The deception is that I'm the enjoyer. I am this body. I am all the things that I think to be mine. There's a very strong connection between our sense of I and that which we think is ours, mine. In fact, our sense of I, materially speaking, is our sense of my. We are our attachments, in other words. And our sense of I is changing as our desires and attachments change from daughter becomes mother, becomes grandmother. These are all different identities. The identity of a daughter and the identity of a mother and a grandmother are all Different, they're all relative to what? Different attachments. Just to give a simple example. So, in order to find the I that we really are, we have to give up the sense of my that's creating a false identity at this time. Therefore, this, um, this is, this is half of the equation of of the um, kind of self-realization that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu teaches us about, giving up the mind that will dis- that will that cause the sense of I that we have to evaporate. It's illusory. It's just based on desires, attachments. When that disappears, then that's like the dust on the mirror that Mahaprabhu will speak about in Shikshastakam, the mirror of the mind. Then you can see your real self. You can get a glimpse. So, uh, common sense. Krishna consciousness is a kind of common sense, but our lives have become very complicated, so they're not simple through uh, the force of material identification, the the basic deception of uh, that our life is based upon. Oh, then, like I say, a web of has been woven, very difficult to disentangle ourselves. Um, So Krishna consciousness is is very simple, but uh, difficult nonetheless to to understand. The verses that point out Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, they're also very simple, very basic, common sense. Sanatana Goswami, as I say, his explanation of this verse of the Bhagavatam is so common sense that if you read it, you think, how could it mean anything else? But the great Acharya has previously commented on so many different ways. 
Of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu had not yet appeared. The verse is all about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Nathan Goswami is, is leading, preaching devotee. He identified this verse as speaking about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, which comes in the description in the Bhagavatam of Karabhajana Muni to Maharajanimi about the Yuga avatars. He describes the Satya Yuga avatar and the Yuga Dharma for Satya Yuga, and the Treta Yuga avatar and the Yuga Dharma for Treta Yuga, the Dwarpa Yuga avatar and the uh, Dharma for the age of Dwarpa. And then he mentions that uh, uh, also he says what? He says, Nana Tantra Vidhanena Kalo Api Tatashrinu. And he also hear about Kali Yuga, Kalu, worship, which is Nana Tantra Vidhanena. It's largely uh, uh, found in the, in, in, based on various rules and regulations found in the, the tantras. This is, an in, this is the verse just before this one in Bhagavatam. It refers to the fact that uh, the religion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, if you will, the dharma of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, is very much uh, wedded to the tantras. Ours is a tantric path, if you will. Tantras, agamas, pancharatra uh, uh, literature. This is uh, f- uh, like the female side of the of the scriptures, and appropriately and accordingly, of course, the Shakti is is glorified. Bhutaniya Tantra, these kind of books, all the mantras coming that Sanatana Goswami and Gopal Bhatta took and to establish the methods of worship and and so forth, and all coming in Hari Bhakti Vilas coming from this side, the procedures and so forth and so on. And there the Shakti is exalted. The Vedas are more, the uh, Upanishads, Puranas, more masculine. The, 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 the deity, the, uh, uh, Vishnu is emphasized. But in the Tantra side, the Shakti, and that's appropriate, of course, to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's appearance, which is, here is Krishna, the supreme male, but with emphasis on the feminine side. Radha's love for him that he is trying to experience. So preceding this verse, there uh, in the preceding verse, this is mentioned, Nanatantravidhanena. It will be a process in Kali Yuga for worshipping that is drawn largely from the tantras, its rules and, and regulations, and appropriately, as I say. So they find this to be so in the religion of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then Krishnavarnam, the verse comes. Uh, it is describing that person and that and that method of worship that he embodied. Krishnavarnam means that he's of the uh, category of Krishna, or that he speaks always about Krishna. Krishnavarnam, from him, always uh, two syllables Krishna, or talks about Krishna, are coming. Krishnavarnam, Trisa Krishna. But he's not Krishna. He's our Krishna. He's not Krishna. He means, it can mean he's not black. Krishna means black. Which means, in the case, he's the antithesis of that. So he's effulgent, not dark, but light, golden. Or he's, uh, he's not Krishna. He's, after all, we are our, uh, 
our faith, we are our sentiment, our consciousness. So he's in the consciousness of Radha. So he's speaking about Krishna, but he's not Krishna. He is Krishna, but he's this is the idea that he's not Krishna. Krishna Varnam Tisa Krishna, Sangopangastra Parshadam. Now other avatars have been mentioned for the previous yugas, as I'm describing in the preceding verses to this one. And they're uh, described along with their weapons and, and, and all various paraphernalia. So, Krishna Varnamti Sa Krishna Sangopangastra Parshadam. This uh, avatar of Kali Yuga always chanting the name of Krishna. He's Krishna, but he's not black like Krishna. He's, he's Krishna and he's not Krishna. Hmm? Sangopangastra Parshadam. And uh, his uh, his weapons are his angas and upang, upangas. Means his weapons are his arms and his ornaments like bangles and his decorations, sandalwood paste and so forth. These are, these are his weapons. What does it mean? What kind of weapons are those? It means that he's beautiful. And when he raises his arms in kirtan, waving his arms and dancing, Krishna's eyes become so wide like Lord Jagannath on that Rathkart. Big, you've seen the big eyes of Lord Jagannath looking at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And what is he seeing? The dancing of Radha in Sankirtan. What does Krishna say about the dancing of Radha? He says, the dancing of Radha is my guru. I am her shishya, dancing pupil. Ostensibly, Krishna is initiated by Sandipani Muni, but his real and substantial guru is Radha. <clears throat> she teaches me how to move gracefully, as I do, and people think that I'm a good dancer. First dancing of Krishna, under the influence of Radha, is found on the heads of Kaliyanag. At that time, the Kaliya serpent had uh, uh, taken over a lake within the Jamuna, and no one could go there uh, because of the poisonous effects of Kaliya. Krishna wanted to go there, but Mother Yasoda was always very careful to tell Ram that you're his elder brother, you're going out with him again today, herding the cows, be very careful, protect him, and make sure he doesn't go to that Kaliya lake of all places. But on Ram's birthday, he, have, of course, stayed home. And Krishna thought, here's my opportunity. He went straight to the Kaliya Lake to dance on the heads of Kaliya. He knew that if I go there and challenge Kaliya, he'll come out. And a big commotion, this will cause a big commotion. I'll allow myself to be wrapped in his coils. Everyone from Vrindavan will come to the banks of the Jamuna they would have all passed out and died just hearing the and seeing the inauspicious omens when he was wrapped in the coils of Kaliya. But Ram is at home. So Ram knows ah, nothing can happen to Krishna. Yes, I'm his protector, but actually he doesn't need my protection. That is the service that he offers me. So he knows there's no fear, nothing to be in any anxiety about. Therefore, he saved the life of Rohini and uh, Jashoda 
Nanda Maharaj, by his assurance, don't worry, everything's okay. We'll go, yes, he must be at the lake, but we'll go there, everything will be all right. If it weren't for Ram, they would have died on the spot. He brought them to the lake, and of course, gopis, everyone came. So there, gopis were young, Purvarag is just beginning, this beginning of love, before meeting and talking, they've fallen in love with one another. This is the meaning of Purvarag. So this is taking place at that time, and so Krishna is dancing on the heads of Kaliya, and it's been described as, as like a, the rasa dance. He's showing, see what a good dancer I am. Radha's looking at him, causing him to dance. So she, she's his guru. She, the, uh, what is it about Krishna that is charming? This is his, his dancing and his musical-like, poetic-like movement. His Brahman moving poetically, musically. Hmm? This is love of the absolute truth, and Radha is fueling that love. So she is his guru. So when Mahabharata was rising his arms in Sankirtan and dancing, for example, in the Ratha Jagannath is Krishna. He sees that his eyes become so big, startled. What kind of dancing is that? Jagannath is going to Kurukshetra, means going to, from Dwarka to Vrindavan. And Radha's love is leading the way, as it did in the time when Krishna actually went within the context of his Leela from Dwarka to Kurukshetra to meet the inhabitants there, and Radha in particular. So Mahaprabhu, this is Mahaprabhu's weapon. It's very powerful. It's causing Krishna to stop in his tracks. So, what to speak of us, then? It can arrest the Supreme Brahman, that dancing. So, it can, uh, similarly, it can, it can uh, arrest our mind from all the things that our heart has been given over to. Capture it. It was very powerful. It may seem like nothing compared to the discus of, of uh, Vasudeva Krishna and the mace and so forth, other powerful weapons of Ram's bows and arrows and, and so forth. He has nothing, just beauty, ecstasy, but a very charming, very compelling. In this way, by dancing, he conquers everyone. Dira, dira, it is said about his devotee, Jana. Priya Priya Karo Both the Dira, the sober people, and Adira, the not very well behaved people, are all conquered by them. Kosami's six of Vrindavan. So they followed in the wake of Mahaprabhu's way of teaching. And this is how we should spread Krishna consciousness, by Krishna consciousness, by love of Krishna. We should come together like this and speak about Krishna and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Establish a bond with one another based on, on such a wonderful thing as the descent of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the significance of that. And celebrating that. And people will ask us, what are you about? Why are you, why are you the way you are? What makes you tick? And we will tell them about Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is preaching. And this is the way which Mahaprabhu taught really, by his example. Only eight prayers. He didn't write so many books to convince so many people. And we are writing so many books just to convince devotees how simple Krishna consciousness is. 
I gave a long talk once, I remember, <coughs> among many. <coughs> it was rather philosophical. And the fellow who was a devotee, he said to me afterwards, Maharaj, uh, whatever happened to just chant and be happy? Well, we have to learn all these, so many things, and philosophy and so forth. Because the talk was rather philosophical. And I said, you tell me, why not chant and be happy? Why don't you just chant? And why are you not happy? <laughs> because you have not become convinced from the philosophy that, that that's all you have to do is chant and you'll be happy. This is actually the beginning of Mahaprabhu Shikshastakam, the first verse of Shikshastakam, which is coming just next. It is uh, trumpeting the glories, really, of chanting the holy name. That we will have faith in that alone. And we can just chant and be happy. But we have to keep trumpeting the glories of, over and over again through so many books so that uh, we become convinced. Because I said, although it's very simple, we're very complicated. So to become convinced of this. Of, of, of this. So we'll discuss that more. But in continuing with the explanation of this verse, these are his weapons, his arms upraised in ecstasy and his ornaments. Ango also means... Um, there's a nice verse that Kaviraj Goswami considers the Paribhash Sutra of the Bhagavatam. Narayano Nyam, Narayano Nyam, what is that? It's from the 14th chapter, appropriately, of Srimad Bhagavatam, which is one of three chapters of Bhagavatam, 10th canto of Bhagavatam, that illustrate through the narrative of Krishna Leela the tattva of Śrīmad-Bhāgavatam, uh, one, one of the m- most important of two uh, tattva uh, shlokas of Bhāgavatam. That one is Krishna's two Bhagavan Sāyam, that Krishna is, that Narayana is incarnation of Krishna, let's put it like that. Krishna is the source of all avatars. A point uh, only understood by the grace of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in the religious world. Again, a point that when you hear it in the explanation, you think, well, of course, that makes perfect sense. Who would have thought otherwise? But people have thought otherwise, and without hearing from Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, continue to think so, even today. They think that Krishna is the avatar of Narayan. So they can, that's not, that's not entirely wrong, but it's not very flattering. So, citing this verse from 10th Canto, 14th chapter of Bhagavatam, it's Brahma's prayers. This is in the midst of the Agasur Lila. Krishna Kavira cites this. He says it's very important. Paribhas means a key verse for understanding the Tattva of Bhagavatam. It's in the middle of the narrative of the pastimes of Krishna. There it is said that Narayan is the... Brahma says, Narayan is your anga, your limb. It means your expansion. He's speaking to Krishna after Krishna's kidnapped. Uh, after he tried to kidnap Krishna's friends and the calves, and Krishna then expanded himself as all the calves and all the friends. So, anga here in this verse, sango pangastra parshadam, can also mean that he comes along with his with his angas, who are also his weapons, his soldiers. It's another way of looking at it. Atyananda Prabhu, his expansion, Advaita. The incarnation, and so on. 
Uh, these are his his uh, weapons. In, another, in one sense, his love. In another sense, accompanied by these two, not ordinary people, very powerful. Mahavishnu himself, Advaita, or Shiva, depend how you look at him. And Nityananda Ram, Balaram, Mul Sankarshan, source of all the worlds, material and spiritual, personification of Sandini Shakti. Krishna Varnati Sakrishnam Sangopangastraparshadam Yagnai Sankirtana Prayer Yajanti Hisumedasa. He performs in this way, Sankirtan. And those who are Sumedasa, very intelligent, they will worship him by this Nam Yagya, chanting the holy name. So this uh, Sumedasa is a nice word, very intelligent. It means uh, it's not in reference to academic degrees or a certain uh, brain size, <laughs> but uh, rather um, who has a kind of special intelligence that comes from Sukriti, Bhakti Sukriti, to be able to appreciate these things. We find it comes in all classes of people. Very fine kind of special theistic intelligence. They can understand these things and they will give everything to the worship of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, very nice verse of Srimad Bhagavatam. Mahaprabhu was quoted here, a verse about himself. He quoted this verse about himself earlier to Sanatana Goswami in his teachings to him in the Madhya when he was describing the different Yuga avatars, among other things, to Sanatana, giving all the siksha of Gaudiya Vaishnavism to Sanatana. Of course, after he heard it, Sanatana Goswami said, well, that's a very interesting verse. Uh, I'm not quite clear on how to understand the avatar of Kali Yuga. Now, it seems to say here that he's golden in complexion from the verse that you quoted. Is that right? Something like that. Mahaprabhu said, don't try to fool me with your tricks like this. Uh, now let me discuss the uh, Shakti Vesha avatars. And he just went, <laughs> skipped ahead. Again, Sanatana Goswami had already understood this verse this, in this light. Sitting at home amidst so many pundits, as I said earlier, discussing Srimad Bhagavatam. He had a novel idea of Srimad Bhagavatam. This Bhagavatam is the heart of Krishna. Nobody understands Srimad Bhagavatam like Gaudiya Vaishnavas. And other people will agree. Well, nobody can understand a book like the way you understand it. That's very, very different. In fact, they wonder does it really say that? The things that you're getting it, making it say. But. If you listen to the commentary of Sanatana Goswami, Vishwanath Chakravarti you'll never want to listen to any other commentary on Srimad Bhagavatam. They're bringing the life out of this. Krishna is dancing in their commentary. They are, they understand the Bhagavatam better than its author, Vyas. He saw it in trance. The Leela of Krishna, Samadhi Nanusmarat Chadviteshti. Yas told him, meditate on Krishna Lila in Samadhi and you will understand what to do. What to do was to write Srimad Bhagavatam, what he saw in his trance. And in that trance, what he saw, he saw these people, Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami, Radha, Govinda. So now they've come to, to comment on Vyasa's writing. It's also said Vyasa Veti Naveti Va. Vyasa got, got it to some extent. How much? We don't know. But Rupa Goswami knows the meaning. <laughs> That's for sure. Sanatana Goswami knows the meaning. Vishwanachakuritaka knows the meaning.
that's for sure. So, uh, here Mahaprabhu was again quoted this verse, as he did to Sanatana Goswami, a verse about himself. It's followed, in, incidentally, in Bhagavatam by two more verses describing in greater detail about the Yuga Avatar. Jayam Sada Paribhavam Bhishtadoham Tirtaspadam Shivivarinchinutam Sharanyam Vrittartiham Pranatapala Plavadipotam Vande Mahapurushate Charanadavindam says Jayam Sada, I mentioned this earlier. He can be worshipped always, meditated upon always. This means Kirtan. Kirtan can be done as Mahaprabhu explains in his Shikshastakam, and we'll come to that anytime, any place, anywhere. Otherwise, meditation is not for that. It means in a particular time, a particular place, you to sit and meditate. But uh, he can be worshipped uh, through his worship through Sankirtan, anywhere, anytime. Deyam sada paribhavam tirtaspadam. You should go to a holy place and reside there. But his feet are a holy place. So wherever his feet are worshipped, that becomes a tirtha, a holy place. Uh, Brahma and Shiva are also coming in his leela to, to, to worship him. Haridastaka, Shiva Vrnichinutam Sharanyam, Advaita, and... Brahmaharidas, as he was known. Very nice verses. Chaktivasudusta Jisarepsita Raja Lakshmi, Dharmishtarja Pachasa Yagadaranyam, Mayamrigam Deta Ipsitman Bhadhavad, Vande Mahapurushate Charanadavindam. He gave up Raj Lakshmi, Vishnu Priya Devi. He was a, had everything, man who had everything, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. His wife was the goddess of fortune. Everyone in Nadia loved him. He was most popular with everyone. But Lakshman, he gave that up. He was cursed by one Brahmin, I think, not to have a successful married life. So ostensibly on the uh, curse of a Brahmin, but for another reason, Jayam Sadapadipa He took sannyas, he gave it up with Vishnu Priya Devi's permission. When she heard about it and questioned him, he said, yes, actually, I do plan to take sannyas tomorrow. But, Devi, he said, you should know that you and I are always together, birth after birth, I mean, leela after leela. And you are, you are Lakshmi, I am Narayan, hmm? like that. We are always together. But in this leela, our leela is, is to cry only. We've come here to cry So yeah, for the conditioned souls. So give me your permission to take sannyas. You weep and I will weep. Maya mrigam dhita ips the chased after the souls in maya. Maya mugda, bewildered by maya as a sannyasi to deliver them. This is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So Mahaprabhu has quoted this verse and then he says, Nam sankirtan hoite Sarvanartanasha, Sarva Shubodhai Krishna Premira Ulasa. Simply by chanting the holy name of Krishna, one can be freed from all undesirable habits. This is the means of awakening all good fortune and initiating the flow of waves of love for Krishna. So 
So these are the two sides of the equation of mukti given in Srimad Bhagavatam. Removing the negative influence of our sense of identification derived as it is from our desires. This is the one side. On the other side, that, that heart being emptied of desire will be filled with the flow of desire for love of Krishna. So this is the prelude here now to his mentioning Shikshastakam, first verse of which follows. And I think maybe we've spoken for a little while, so we'll hear that first verse and its significance tonight, this evening at five. Any questions? I mean in Jaidev's song, for example. What does he say? Kesha Badrita, Narahari Rupa, Jayadabhadisha. Kesha Badrita, Meena Sarira Jayadabhadisha Hari. Kesha Badrita, Brigupati Rupa, Jayadabhadisha Hari. Kesha Badrita, Narahari Rupa, Jayadabhadisha Hari. He's mentioning Krishna in every every verse of his glorification of the ten avatars. Keshava, it's also this is Krishna. Hari, Hari. Yeah. Krishna <clears throat> is the avatari, but he appears like an avatar at the same time. He, in the words, he descends to the world. He has his own reasons for his descent. But avatar also means from up to down, the descent of God, from above to below. So he comes like an avatar, but he is avatari. And that we can understand by carefully studying Srimad Bhagavatam. For example, the source of the avatars, the Purusha, went to great efforts to have the darshan of Krishna. In Bhagavatam we find there are many, many examples. You know the story of the Brahmin who lost his sons? He had a son, a son died, or disappeared, another son, another son, another son. So he complained to the Chatriyas because the Chatriyas are supposed to protect the Brahmins who are doing their living according to Dharma. And in the proper kingdom, then this shouldn't be happening. So no one could find the sons. Arjuna made a promise, I'll find them or I'll give up my life. He searched everywhere, couldn't find them. So he's about to commit suicide, but Krishna stopped him and took him to the to Vishnu Lok within the material world and there were all the sons. Narayan said, oh, I did this uh, there just to get your darshan. Darshan of Krishna. Offered pranam to him. So many, many examples like this. And also I think in the song of Jaidev, I don't think, Krishna, is Krishna mentioned? I don't think he's mentioned. Ram is mentioned. Balaram, Buddha, Kolki, uh, Ram, Nishinga, Vamana, Kurma, Matsya, Mina, and Brigupati Parasharam. So Krishna is not mentioned as ten avatars in the ten avatars stotram of, of uh, Jaidev. But in fact, he's saying that they are all avatars of Krishna. 
but some places it's mentioned, like in the encyclopedia, that Krishna is the eighth avatar of Vishnu. I don't know where that idea actually comes from. Does anyone know? It's there in Vishnu Purana, I think. Hmm. Vishnu Purana, of course, is an important book to the Ramanuja Sampradaya, who have that perspective. In Chet- Krishna's Kaviraj Goswami's argument in the second chapter of the Adilila of Chaitanya Charitamrita, where he seeks to establish the tattva of his book, that Krishna is the Supreme Personality of God, and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Krishna. He says in the end, anyway, you can think like that if you like, it's not necessarily wrong. In Vaikuntha, all the devotees of Narayan, they think that Krishna is one of the avatars of Narayan. Now, they can't be an illusion, right? They're living in Vaikuntha. So it's a particular angle of vision that uh, is afforded those who have a particular kind of devotion. But from Goloka, the vantage point there, it's, it's seen a little differently. In Bhagavatam, Krishna is mentioned, along with Balaram, as the, in the list of avatars, maybe 21 or 22. But the way in which he's mentioned there, we can understand he's special. And then that is followed by this verse, uh, All these avatars, the Purushas that I've mentioned, uh, they're all parts and uh, partial manifestations of the Lord. But Krishna, Krishna's too, Krishna. But Krishna, he is Swayam Bhagavan. Another question? Yes, Krishangi. Right. I sometimes read um, in some books that um, Prakriti and Purusha can be understood as feminine and masculine, and that Krishna is like masculine, and all the jivas are feminine, although they may appear masculine here in this world, and that as Krishna is the supreme enjoyer, the feminine jivas exist for his enjoyment, which seems to imply that somehow the feminine, like women, exist for the masculine's enjoyment. Or is that a misunderstanding? It kind of confuses me. Uh-huh. Well, um, uh, the Purusha is the enjoyer of Prakriti. We are all Prakriti. So we're to be enjoyed by Krishna. That's a fact. And um, as far as material existence goes, as you have said correctly, all the Purushas, so-called the males, are actually Prakriti. So they're very confused. And part of their confusion is that they think that they exist for the purpose of enjoying women, or that women exist for the purpose of being enjoyed by them and for no other purpose. Do you follow? Yeah. So the underlying thoughts... Is wrong. (laughs) (laughs) The underlying thought is the the confusion of the the, uh, so-called Purushas, who are actually Prakriti. But it's not that women aren't also thinking themselves Purushas, to some extent, in this world. They are. But um, it could be and has been misinterpreted like that for centuries. 
that women exist only for the purpose of of men, but it was also thought that animals existed only for the purpose of men and women to be exploited as they like. So there's a lot of confusion in material existence. So these terms, Purusha and Prakriti, are not analogous, are not wholly, um, they don't wholly, wholly correspond with man and woman in material existence. That's a kind of a crude um, approximation of, of what they mean. If we were to follow out the full implications of those terms, Purusha and Prakriti, in relation to man and woman in this world, then, yeah, that would be the that would be the understanding, but that would be a misunderstanding because man and woman in this world don't fully represent the concepts of Purusha and Prakriti. In fact, Krishna is Prakriti and Purusha. He's both, actually. So that's, that's just to, just to say that the, the terms man and woman don't wholly correspond with with these uh, theological uh, terms. Does that help? Yes, yes, that's quite a theory like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Another question? You had a question? Well, uh, there could be more than one if they said the same thing. And that's what we find. The Paribhash Sutra of mentioned by Krishna's Kaviras Goswami is that verse in the 14th chapter of the 10th Gandhuan Brahma's Prayers where he says that Narayan is the Anga, the limb of Krishna, making Narayan, the avatar of Krishna, if you will, or expansion of Krishna, rather than rather than Krishna, the avatar of Narayan. So there's no difference in the meaning of that verse and the verse that Shijiva Goswami called the Paribhas Sutra of Srimad Bhagavatam, Krishna's two Bhagavan Swayam. They're saying the same thing. One is saying it overtly, Really, in 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 in, in uh, explaining the philosophy, the other is is being well, it's being explained in the context of the lila. But uh, in that particular section of the lila, it is Brahma's prayers. He's giving the philosophy, so they mean the same thing. Another question. All right, so we'll stop there. Chaitanya Charitamrita Jai.